Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Well, good morning, Erica. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a very grey day, but I'm good. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. We, yeah, I've had to put the light on so I can see what I'm doing. I know. It's disappointing. We've had some really, really stunningly beautiful, bright days lately, like in the last week, and it's just grey again. So I'm hoping it's going to cheer up a bit later. That's what we can hope for. Yeah. yeah, well, spring is almost here because out of my window, I can see sort of across the road to the green opposite me and it's planted up with crocuses and daffodils and all the crocuses are out and all the daffodils are nearly out. So once they're out, we know it's spring. It makes a difference, doesn't it? It makes a huge difference. Mm. <sighs> it makes you feel Definitely. so much better. Yeah, yeah. And I feel so much more motivated to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you've been up to for this month. Well, this month I made a cake, I made a PS5 and I tried to do a time lapse of it, it was for a friend, um, didn't take any pictures, so I thought, oh, I'll post a time lapse. Well, I didn't really film a time lapse very well, I managed to do it, <laughs> so there was a massive amount of glare coming off the window because I was like, well, I need to start now, and didn't really have time to set up my camera properly, I thought, oh, it will do, I'll use a bit of it, and it was so bad, I didn't use any of it. <coughs> so... That wasn't overly successful, but on the good side, um, about four hours worth, I think probably about three, three to four hours worth of decorating took about 30 seconds on the time lapse. So that's good. Like I know it doesn't have to go on forever because I was worried how long it'd yeah. take. Um, I, oh, I've got some stuff coming that I've ordered, but it hasn't arrived yet. So I'm quite excited about that. I've bought one of the Sweet Sticks five pound palettes because I wanted to give them a try. Ooh. So there's... Nice. The, I can't remember, I think St. Patrick's Day was the one I bought in the end. So it's got a black, a white, a gold, an orange and a green because the colours that I want, I thought I would use the most is black, white and gold. So I wanted one that had those three in it. Yes. So I've got that come in. Um, yeah. I've also ordered some photo backdrops from a camera company, I guess, rather than a cake company. Oh, Erica, you have been on a spending spree. Yeah, and also some LED light paddle things to light properly. So I listened to the Business of Cake Decorating podcast and they had right, yeah. they had a um an episode with a photographer on it and if she was talking about how to photograph your cakes. And it's some lights that she recommended that were on Amazon that were thirty quid, I think and um, a place for backdrops. So I've got them on three for two, and it's come to £40, I think it was. So I'm quite excited to um, give them a play. That would be quite good, because backdrops are one of the things that, you know, you want to change and have something different. Are they quite big? Um, I think they're 60 by 90, so it should be big enough. Oh, not a bad size then. No, there was a bigger size as well, but I thought, well... What's the chances of me needing something that enormous? I don't really think I do. They were more sort of studio sizes. So I feel like for a cake, it would be perfectly good. Um, And I've been doing, so I was quite pleased with my little, it's not a discovery. I knew this, but I'd forgotten it. Um, (laughs) I've been prepping for my demo next week with Surbiton. And that's my wafer paper, rice paper and buttercream one. And one of the things I've been asked to do was like a layered wafer paper sort of led up on a cake and I thought it was really easy so I thought well I'll just do a demo I'll just do a demo piece of it and talk for it because you don't need to see it because there's not a lot to it so I was like oh how am I going to cover the wafer paper and I forgot that my sweet sticks paints the ones in the tubes um, like the liquid paints in the bottles they're really good for painting anything and you can paint they're really runny but you can paint wafer paper with them and it does not make it soggy at all that's really good to know because that's a problem that, that we all seem to have when painting wafer paper. Yeah, so I've done two um, two layers of colours and I've got a really good bright colour. I'll send you a picture actually. Um, I used a purple, a pink and a rose gold because I thought I wanted to see what the 
what the metallic came out like. And I've also used the black to paint some like Dalmatian type spots on the buttercream bit. It looks a bit wrinkly in this picture because it is, um, but you can see the the colours really clearly and it didn't make it go soggy at all. God, they're really good. Yeah, I was really pleased with that. I'd kind of forgotten about that. I've also been playing with the rice paper and I've done some nice, trying different techniques basically. Um, so you can dip it or you can paint it. And I've kind of decided I would paint and done a nice sort of multicolour one. I did start with greens and blues, but they remind me too much of bottles that have been washed up on the beach. So I'm moving away from greens and blues because it looks a bit too much <laughs> like old mangled plastic bottles. But yeah, the multicolour ones I'm quite pleased with. So I've sent you a picture of that as well so you can see it. And I will take some nice pictures with my new backdrop and we can post them. <laughs> they, that looks amazing, actually. Oh, I love the colours, Erica. Mm. Yeah, that was just using um, the Squire's Kitchen liquid colours. So in the end, what I ended up doing was dipping it in the, I say, clear water, in just like plain water to make it soft, and then painting on with a paintbrush using yeah. a little um, paint palette, put like a teaspoon of water in each of them and a drop of colour in each of the little wells, and then using the paintbrush to paint the colour on where I wanted it. Oh, I love it. Really nice. Mm. Also, when, remind me, when is your uh, Surbiton demo? 10th of March. Oh, not very long. So, what have you been up to? Well, I seem to have been constantly busy, but I don't really know what I've done. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, yeah, it does, totally. I've spent most of the month um, sorting out uh, my classes. So, I start the first one this Monday evening, which I'm really looking mm. forward to. Um, I bizarrely bizarrely didn't um, realize how much I enjoy actually talking to people and seeing people <laughs> doing the little demo that I did the other uh, the other week it was like I so enjoyed it so I'm really, really oh, looking forward good. to that so I'm just prepping some of the paperwork and stuff and I've been making more flowers for future classes so that's the problem I mean it was not the problem but flowers do take a long time to make so um, I spend yeah. a lot of my time sitting at the kitchen table uh, making flowers I've decided that I'm going to um, try and assist my children's school and volunteer to help them get through all the lateral flow tests oh okay yeah well they've they start testing from tomorrow mm. so I think through the end of this week and into next week um, and then they posted through a whole heap of uh um test stuff if anyone's done the um food hygiene on uh, online it's a bit like that where you read something and then you're then you're tested and you read and you test and i think okay. in the end there was about 12 certificates <laughs> so by the end my eyes were a bit Ugh. so we'll wait <laughs> we'll uh. wait and see so yeah that's really what i've um what i've been up to for for this month seems to have flown by so what will you have to do then? Will you have to swab the kids or, or just like do the results for them? They've got to swab themselves. Um, and I won't really know what I'm doing until I get around there. So I think the more of the uh, tests that you took, the more you can do. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, so I've done a test about the recording the information and the one where you upload it and it goes through to test and trace and it kind of, you know, all the way through from the meeting and the greeting and putting on the PPE and how to take off the PPE and how often you change the PPE. Okay. My kids are all programmed in from tomorrow. <laughs> all got the same time. They're going to think there's just this uh, this Hamer <laughs> ritual going on <laughs> from Wednesday, Thursday and Friday because they're in different years. So I've booked them into the oh, same okay. station that they have to go to at the same time because it was just easier. But that's about it, really. Okay. That's what I've been up to. There's quite a lot of new stuff around, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, should we start with what we're talking about? The hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Let's go for it. So Squire's Kitchen have brought out a geranium hand sanitizer. 
And uh, we're not really sure why, if I'm honest. Nope. So let me read you what it says. This is geranium hand sanitizer. It's £4.95. Specially formulated for cake makers and food handlers, this new alcohol-based hand sanitizer cleans, sanitizes, freshens and does not dry out your skin. Uh, I'm going to sort of paraphrase here. It's both antiviral and antibacterial. Evaporates instantly, leaving no residue or chemical odour, as well as making your skin feel soft, smooth and sanitised. Why? Why would you need to apply this to clean hands yeah i think we were discussing this weren't we if your hands are already clean why would you want something that presumably smells of geranium (laughs) that's quite a strong smell uh doesn't you get 90 mil for 4.95 it doesn't tell you the alcohol content and i can't imagine any situation where you'll be making food where you would not have access to a hand washing sink which is better and more effective way of cleaning your hands than using hand sanitizer. Yeah. Well, it does actually say on there that um, apply to clean hands. So what was the purpose of cleaning your hands? Why do you need to put a sanitizer on? If you've cleaned your hands thoroughly, you should be good to go. Yeah. I mean, the only the only thing, the only thing I can imagine that might be useful for this is in if you were doing like a market stall and you were handling money and food and you've got gloves that you're taking on and off to handle one or the other if you mistakenly touch the gloves with your money or something or you know you get your hands mixed up as to which is the money in the food hand you could use this to sanitize but you could use any hand sanitizer for that you wouldn't need a special one totally and i feel like 90 mil for a fiver is quite a lot of money i agree I agree. I thought, oh, don't get me started on markets and shops that handle food and money. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a sore point. (laughs) Drives me insane. Um, Squire's Kitchen have also got their neons out, haven't they? They do. So these neons, again, we're we're a little bit um, juries out on these. So they're called Neon Effects. Uh, they're 20 gram pots um, and 2.95 from Squire's Kitchen. So the colours are red, yellow, pink, green, orange, purple, blue and turquoise. The bit that you'll like, Erica, is that it says the pots are widely recyclable. Excellent. It doesn't say how or anything, but they're widely recyclable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that may be the only good thing about them. When you think of neon, it seems to be completely different to the colours of the paints to get a true neon effect. And the fact that they've called it neons, N-E-O-N-Z, gives you that impression. Yeah, it's been written as if it's made up of um, lighting, like the the neon light and you'd get in a bar or on a sign for something. And they're just not fluorescent at all, in the slightest. They're bold. They are bold colours and they're nice colours. They're very nice colours. And these are paste colours, by the way. Um, but they're just not neon yeah. at all. No, you'll get yourself a nice bright cake. I mean, they say uh, it's for uses in sugar paste, modelling paste, flour paste, royal icing, buttercream, marzipan, and much more. Uh, add sparingly. So they obviously um, brighten up quite quickly. Yeah, I think you'll get a bright cake. Um, so I suppose the only the only bonus is that if you were wanting a bright cake, and you'd ordinarily have to put a lot of paste colour in to get that, you may actually just be able to use a small amount yeah. and get the same effect. But neon, I don't think so. No, I think I think it's just the wrong name, isn't it? But the price the price is comparable to normal paste colours for 20 grams. So if you want bright, they'd work for you. But don't expect neon, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, we've got a lot of other colors there's a lot of color around isn't there maybe spring is the time for color Mm. so we go on to the uh, evil cake genius i've got these incredible paints um which they've spelt in i-n-c-r and then in capitals e-d-i-b-l-e paints they're 50 mil bottles um and they've got different sets although you can buy them individually as well so there seems to be there's a primary set which has got black white yellow red blue Um, A spring set, which is pastel blue, pink, orange and green. Then there's a neutral set, which has khaki, peach slash flesh, chocolate brown and white. And there's a set of metallics as well, which are 20 mils, um, which are gold, silver, pearl, P 
pink, blue, green, and purple. These are from obviously from America, so they're passed by the FDA, but we were discussing earlier whether they're actually passed by the FSA in the UK. <laughs> Lots of acronyms there, Food Standards Agency. I feel like if it had been FSA approved, it would have been mentioned on their website. So I can only presume they haven't done that or haven't done it yet. Maybe it's in the process of... Yeah, I mean, they haven't mentioned anything about it, have they? So I can only presume it's no. not. Um, it says it's a pigment-based opaque paint, so it must be stirred well to reincorporate any solids. But they're quite expensive. Like 50 mils is $12.99, which I think is quite a lot for a paint. I did, yeah. I did a comparison from dollars to uh, to pounds. So they're nine, well, if you want to be specific, they're 929 each currently, mm. which, yeah, like you, I think that's quite a lot. And the sets range from about £22 to 37 So you'd really want to do a lot of painting. Yeah. I feel like it's the kind of thing you probably wouldn't want to order online because you're going to be stung by import duty as well, buying at those kind of prices and the postage. So it might be a, if you want to buy them, and you're in the UK, it would be a cake show purchase, I presume. And check that they're they're authorised for the UK first, otherwise you're stuck. Yeah. Uh, We've also got um, from Sweet Sticks, so they have changed the packaging of their lusters. Um, Previously, they were in boxes like Tic Tacs come in, which sounds a bit weird, but that's exactly what they look like. They look like um, (laughs) a plastic Tic Tac box with a flick lid, and they've changed their packaging. It looks Bigger, but I don't know what size the original ones were. And then now in glass packaging with a silicon lid, so they're in a tub with a silicon lid. I'm not sure whether the silicon lid screws on or whether it's like a sort of peely one that's made because it's made of silicon. But potentially that's going to be easier to use, a lot easier to recycle. It says packaging a premium glass jar with a silicon lid for ease and stability when using on your treats. So it's obviously less likely to fall over as well. Um, and these new ones are four grams. So I don't know if that is bigger or not, to be honest, but it looks like it would be just from the shape of the packaging. Um, the old ones. Oh, the old ones are five grams. Okay. Well, I never. So you do get more in the old ones. Ooh. Okay, so Robert Haynes has got a set of petal dusts coming out. So these are not out yet, but according to his Instagram, um, they are coming soon. So he has teamed up with Sugarin and has got a brand new range of edible dust colours. Um, he's chosen the range of tones to help identify the shade. So he's got an intense violet, a rich burgundy, a cool eucalyptus, that sort of thing. And he's developed a variety of subtle green luster shades to help um, create certain leaves there's also lemon scented edible glue um, matte satin and high gloss um, and they are suitable for creating realistic looking flowers which actually I'm quite intrigued to see what these look like and what they're priced at because his floral work is extremely I say exceptionally realistic so his kind of knowledge of color and what you would need to make it easy because presumably he does mix a lot of his colors together or anyway to make the shades he wants I think it'd actually be quite a good range because I'm not really aware of any range of dust colours that has been brought out specifically for flowers. They've kind of been an all-purpose thing. So to get a range of natural Mm. shades, I think would be quite good. I'm really looking forward to these. I I shall be making a purchase, I think. Yeah. We'll see what the, uh, we'll see what they're priced at. Yeah. Well, Sugarin' have been busy, it appears, because they have also um, got a collaboration going on with Karen Portaleo. So she has some oil paints. Yeah, these look interesting as well, don't they? They really do. So these are not out yet, but they are coming. And these are artist oil paints, um, an edible paint that comes in a tube. It looks like an oil paint and they are for painting, obviously. She's paint- She's posted a few pictures. So there's like a green, a blue, a brown, a black, a yellow that I can see in these pictures. And she's done a number of little videos on her IGTV about how you can use them. So they work on wafer paper. She's tried them on various things, printed, posted pictures of the labels. The paint packets look quite big. I'd say they're like longer than a finger. Um, So it looks like you get a reasonable amount. And she is just painting straight with them from dish, basically. Squeeze a bit out onto a dish and then there you go. 
Um, you can dilute them and you can use glaze with them as well, apparently. So I'd be interested to see when they come out, yeah. what they're priced at and what they look like. Because the stuff she's painted with them does look very nice, but then she's also a very good painter. So I think she could make any old rubbish look nice. But <laughs> <laughs> it gives me hope. So they, they look like they blend really well, don't they? They do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the paints look fantastic, but I, I just don't think that I would have the capabilities of painting like she does. No matter how many um, tubes of paint I have. (laughs) I like the fact that they're in a tube. Mm. It almost reminds me of lots of tubes of toothpaste. (laughs) Travel toothpaste. (laughs) Yeah. So is there anything else, Serica? Yes, we've got the Frost Form. So this is a new product by what looks like a new company. Um, it says, Caking Made Easy, Frost Form, the ultimate cake tool. Um, they've been on Instagram popping up quite a bit. And you can pre-order. You can't buy them yet. I'm not 100% sure what country they're in, to be honest. Um, I'll have a look properly in a minute. But Frost Form is basically a way to ice your buttercream or ganache your cake. Um, it's like a dishwasher proof plastic wrap around that you put around your cake that's taller than your cake and then you pipe the ganache or buttercream down the sides leave it to set peel off the outside and there you have your perfectly smooth cake it's also got a top that sort of you can press down and make the top nice and smooth as well um There's also a cutter you can use to make sure that your cake is completely uniform before you frost it. It seems you can buy the parts separately or you can buy them all in one. There's a square and there's also a round. Um, And it's an adjustable size by the looks of things as well. Or maybe not. No, I'm lying. It's not adjustable size, but it's up to seven inches tall, which is quite good actually. Um, seems to start from six inches. So the liner you can pre-order from eleven sixty-eight. The round form you can pre-order from eighteen ninety-nine, and the cutter you can pre-order from eight sixty-one. Or you can get a kit. So the square kit is thirty-nine seventy-six, and that gives you all the parts. Um, or the round one is thirty-six thirty, which gives you all the parts. There's a six-inch and an eight-inch round and a six inch square on the pre-order so it doesn't look like there's any other sizes at the minute there have been some reviews from people that have obviously been given it ahead of time but if you pre-order it says allow four to six weeks for dispatch so you're not going to be getting it that soon um but yeah something a bit different i am struggling to find out what country they're in though um there's no about us section on their website I guess if you add to basket and go to shipping, it will give you a clue as to where it's coming from as to how much it's going to charge you. I mean, on the sh- on the price options, there's Australian dollars, Canadian dollars, Euro, pounds and US dollars, which covers most bases and doesn't really give you any clue as to where they're based, does it? Who knows? Yeah, there's there's no mention of who they are, this company. It's just Frostform, the website. Um, there's no mention of the people there's no I like to know these things there was actually on their um, on their yeah. Instagram someone had made some comments about oh well done so and so it's obviously someone that someone knows Instagram takeover with Emily no she's from Sweet Stamp okay ah it's it's on her Instagram it's on her Instagram so so it says um, a little bit about me and my journey frostform journey my name's emily i'm nearly 30 and i'm from ireland i'm a crazy caker emily's cakes online is my page um and we've been teaching here for three years at sugarsisters.ie um, she has another product called cake cream mix and i work for my family business sugar sisters and my sister is amy from sweet stamp oh there you go but they're doing giveaways and stuff like that on their Instagram page if you want to have a look. And uh, that will be out soon enough. Shall we move on to our topic? So this month we're talking about buttercream. And I, I don't know about you, Erica. I didn't realise there were so many different types of buttercream. Oh, there's a lot, isn't there? I've been very, very <laughs> sheltered in my usage of buttercream, very clearly. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, so have I. <laughs> but I suppose... Should we go back to where kind of buttercream originated from before we dive into the different types? Oh, yeah. I was amazed. Yes. Give, give me a history. Educate me. Give you a history. 
So, so I discovered that the first documented recording of a frosting, not necessarily buttercream, but a frosting appears in around 1655. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. And it included eggs, sugar and rose water. And then it took about another 100 years before the frosted wedding cake trend emerged. So, so it took a long time. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't have had so much access to sugar back then easily, would they? It would have been more of a, a, a luxury product than it is today. Definitely. So really, uh, it wasn't until the 1950s that buttercream really made a big appearance. Um, so it took a long time, didn't it? And I suppose, yeah. like you say, it was down to the access to sugar and the cheapness mm. of sugar. Yeah, because I guess even in the 50s, they'd only, they wouldn't have been out of the rationing for that long, would they? So it still wouldn't be in your nature to use sugar so frivolously on a cake for a birthday, for example. It would have to be a a big special occasion. But this would be a massive celebration, wouldn't it, if you had something with so much sugar? And now we just take it for granted. Now we have it as a snack. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so really, from from that point forward, I think buttercream has made a massive, massive um, impact, especially in the cake world. Yeah. Um, to the point now where we see more and more naked cakes and buttercream cakes. It is making a resurgence, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have to say, it's not something that I'd ever kind of delved into. I love buttercream, and I, but, you know, it's always been under icing for me. Um, I don't know. I've had, I've had cakes that have been buttercream. So when I was a kid, my mum used to do all our birthday cakes in buttercream and they were like works of art. And she'd go, I'd try and find some pictures, but they were all piped in a star tube. And the night before our birthday, she'd bake like a square cake and she'd get her graph paper and tracing paper and like trace a picture, usually out of a book or something. Oh, wow. And um, plot it onto graph paper and colour in the colours that she'd need to do in the different colours of icing and basically create a picture with like lots of little piped dots and I had like rainbow bright I had my little pony I had all sorts of things that were absolutely brilliant and they were all piped in the star tube the entire thing yeah I actually saying that you've reminded me I have done a couple of uh, cakes like that for customers um they yeah. do they actually look really effective they look really nice. Oh, good. Yeah, it did. They looked really good. Yeah. And it tasted nice. Yeah. I think it was a much, as much a reluctance to buy, spend money buying a birthday cake. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What have you found out about, uh, about buttercream, Erica? Well, I just went, first of all, down the recipes route because I tend to do what I would consider to be an English buttercream, which is um, butter. And I do usually use salted butter rather than unsalted um, and yep. icing sugar. And vanilla essence. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So I, I start by like mixing the butter until it's soft. Then I'll add a bit of the icing sugar with the vanilla essence. And then keep adding a bit more icing sugar until it gets to the consistency that I want, which is sort of spreadable, but with a bit of strength to it. And that will dry with a bit of a crust. And that's what I've always used. I've never measured it, so I couldn't tell you the proportions. I just know that I probably get through about a third of a box, a third of a 500 gram box of icing sugar on yeah. one cake, roughly, ish, a third to half, yeah. depending on the size of it. Um, but then I don't spread my buttercream very thickly. I am more of the spread your buttercream like you're buttering bread, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. rather than pipe it out and have it an inch thick. I'm, I'm very yeah. sparing with it. It's like using it as the gluing agent. Yeah, basically. And even inside the cake, I don't do it thickly. I, d- I spread it thinly like it's toast. Um, I've tried the... I had to make a vegan buttercream once, so I've tried making it with Trex. Oh, God, it's vile. It, it looks nice because it's obviously nice yeah. and white. It's not orange. You can get... Not orange. It's not yellow because of the butter. It's a real white. Um, you can get a yeah. really true colour with it, but it tastes okay. disgusting. It's just slimy and has that aftertaste it's like oh really yeah and I think that's quite a typical American buttercream to make your buttercream with shortening or not shortening what do I want to to say like Crisco or something like that that's a vegetable fat rather than an animal fat yeah um I've also tried once the Italian meringue buttercream 
didn't get yeah. on with that at all and I didn't like the taste of it oh really yeah I don't like I don't like the silkiness of it I feel like it sticks to my mouth a bit like an extreme peanut butter kind of <laughs> <laughs> but Italian buttercream is supposed to be the most stable isn't it yeah but I just I don't know I don't find it that different and it's not something that I would make now because I don't have a freestanding mixer I've only got a hand mixer so I would never yeah. be able to have anything like molten sugar and be yeah. able to move the mixer and pour it just yeah. be too dangerous so yeah. it's not really something that I would entertain and quite frankly I would I just find it annoying to make. It takes much more time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I don't make anything that structural where I would need it. I mean, the recipe I've got works, the recipe, the one I use works perfectly fine. Like it does crust. So it gives you some kind of strength. And if you put it in the fridge, you'll, you know, yeah, it will get the strength. Yeah. But what about you? What have you tried? Well, like you, although um, everywhere I look, it describes the buttercream that you use and that I probably use most of the time as American buttercream oh really yeah um so but the only difference that I do from you is I do add some uh, a tablespoon or two of hot boiling water oh okay just to make it more sort of pliable yeah 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 so I don't use milk and I don't use cream in it because I think that if I use water it extends the life of the buttercream um, you know, it's not it's not going to go off. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously you've got not got the the date of the of the day. Yeah. Um, so I would use so yeah. Generally, I use that. Although I have made Swiss meringue buttercream. Okay. And I do like Swiss meringue buttercream. I, I, but unlike you, I quite like the silkiness of. Yeah, I just don't like. I don't, I'm a bit funny with textures. Like, there's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like pastry. I don't like oily things. And the silkiness, I just really don't like it. It feels like it's stuck yeah. to my mouth. So I suppose, I mean, that's just a, it's a question of taste, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. That would just depends on what your customer, but then I'm guessing that probably a lot of people haven't tried all of it. You wouldn't, you, you know, if you're going to sit there with a customer and go, oh, would you like Italian buttercream or would you like Swiss meringue yeah, buttercream? Yeah, like most customers, like they barely specify a flavour. They're not going to specify what kind of buttercream that they want. So no. I no. think you'd have so to have another either... cake decorator to be able to, to get a request yeah. with, I want this type of buttercream. You're like, okay, yeah. I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then alarm bells start ringing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so then so then I, I discovered that, because there's French buttercream okay. as well, um, which is made in the same way as Italian buttercream, but it's made with egg yolks and not egg whites. Oh, that must be nice and creamy. So, yeah, I was going to say that could be nice and rich, but obviously you it's a it's a, a yellower color. Yeah, so, I'd imagine it's more for know, patisserie got... as well rather than covering a whole cake. But I could be wrong because I mean um, you presumably well, would need quite a lot of egg yolks to cover. A, oh yes, a reasonable yeah. amount. Um, but I don't. But I. But I think that it is used for for cake coverings. Because there okay. is another one. There's German buttercream. Yes, I've heard of that. Which and that is kind of making a creme patisserie. So I'm guessing that that's more of a custardy type buttercream, where you make a creme patisserie. Are they using cream in that? Uh, no, no. It's more like a custard. It's more like a custard, yeah. Okay. And then after you've made your creme pat, you you add in your sugar. This has got corn flour, eggs, milk. It's got milk, so I guess you could substitute that again for water, uh, vanilla. And your butter. Okay. So that sounds a bit more um, kind of creamy. Yeah. Do you know, when I was when I was researching all these, I was thinking, oh, do you know what? It would be really nice to just try them, you know, make each one up mm. and try them all. But then also, on the flip side, I was kind of thinking, crikey, am I going to sit and eat? Yeah. You have to try it over the course of the next cakes that you've got and just like make a different one every time and see how it goes. But I guess you have to be careful with some of the ingredients because obviously I'm not allowed to sell stuff with fresh cream in it. You need to be careful if you put in milk in it that's not going to be cooked. That yes, what the shelf life is then because that could be very different to what you're used to, couldn't it? Yeah. I mean, in this weather, I doubt we've got too much of a problem because it's still not particularly warm. <laughs> like last week, there was days that were minus eight, so you know, <laughs> not so much of an issue now. But in the height of the summer, definitely. I know, yeah, and you do, and that's the other thing, isn't it? You you want to make them, and then you want to put, you know, put some of it out in the, in the garden, 
under the sun <laughs> and just see what happens. In the garden, the foxes would be at it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a feeding frenzy. <laughs> yeah, just be covered in ants. Yeah, <laughs> but so many brides kind of like they don't think about um, what you know. They say, "Oh, I want a naked cake," but mm. you know, middle of August, and then they go, "Oh, I'm in a marquee." Yeah, <laughs> you're know, like, really? You, you yeah, know, it's not going to work that great. Well, I guess you can, but you just need to dowel quite heavily. Like you absolutely can do it, but there's just a lot of a lot of structure. It's more dowels than cake. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found an ermine buttercream. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I had never heard of it until I did this little bit of researching. I think I've heard of it from Christine Flynn before. I'm sure she's mentioned it somewhere before. It's it's sometimes called boiled frosting or flour buttercream Mm. because it's made with plain flour. Yeah. And I I can't get my head around what it would be like. Have you got the recipe? The ingredients. Yeah. I haven't haven't got the quantities. Yeah, that's Um, fine. Actually, I took... So if anyone wants to read all of these, um, then they are on blog.wilton.com. And there's seven types of buttercream frosting. Oh, so I, I can send you the, the link. And we can yeah, I'll we'll stick it in the show notes. notes. Um, so it's got granulated sugar, flour, salt, milk, butter and vanilla. I would imagine then that is quite like making a sauce. Because you know when you make yes. like yeah. a white sauce and you put the flour and yeah. milk, is it? That's exactly how it's made. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. how it's made. It's yeah, just like a sweetened a, version of like a cheese sauce that's not cheesy. Yeah, like a roux. So I'd be, I'd be interesting to know what it actually tastes like. Um, and then, of course, there's the, like you were saying, the vegan one. Mm. Um, but obviously, everyone always says, oh, well, you know, as you said, it doesn't taste great. So they all need flavourings added to them. Well, I don't, for me, it wasn't the flavouring of the Trex one. It was the sliminess. Okay. It was the like the residue oh, really? on your mouth. Yeah. Because, like, oh. you, you know when you handle treks, that kind of slime that you get left behind, that was what was in your mouth. Yes. It was oh. like... Yeah. Yeah. But then I find that with a lot of vegan things, you get that, like, vegan cheese is just not good because it's kind of weird and a bit slimy. So I think maybe if you're vegan, you might be used to that. There's yeah. a lot of options out there if people want to go and um, and have a look and have a go. Yeah. I think the ermine buttercream is the kind of the post-war one if I remember rightly, because it's got less sugar in it. That sounds about right. If you look at yeah, if you look at what there is, it's almost like you're substituting a lot of things for things maybe people couldn't get hold of. Yeah. Yeah. Or cheaper items. Yeah. If you okay. if you listen to all the um, rummaging in the background, it's it's our tortoise. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you had a tortoise. Did being yes, rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> um She's trying. She's trying to escape currently. Okay. <laughs> so, minor diversion from buttercream, but um, do you need to go and retrieve her? No. Oh no, she's no, she's she's just rummaging around. Okay. If she gets too noisy, I'll chuck her out. <laughs> but it goes from being like so. She's got a, a vivarium light on her to keep her warm, and yeah. um, so that's obviously woken her up. But then if I put her in the garden, it's too cold. Oh, uh, okay. No yeah. happy medium. No. So we've got her rummaging. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, back to the buttercream. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you use it for anything else? Um, so I've got a buttercream demo coming up and I've been doing a few things for that. So I've done the marbled buttercream, which I really like. Yeah. I don't tend to pipe with it because I don't tend to get those kind of cake orders, to be honest. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I don't really get that many orders. I think I've done like one cake that was just a coffee and walnut and that was literally covered in buttercream piped on the top with a little inscription as oh, well right, yeah 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 I've not done an awful lot of piping but the the marble buttercream I really enjoyed that and that looked really good and that was very satisfying to do um I did quite enjoy and was that. that just a case of putting buttercream in two bowls coloring each one separately and then what did you do I color I made one batch of buttercream and I had a separate yeah. bowl and I mixed, I did blue. So I did like a dark blue in one bowl. The other bowl, yeah. I put a bit of colouring in and didn't mix it through completely. And then mixed the two together, but not completely. So it's still all like yeah. swirly. Um, then spread that onto baking paper and then wrap it, okay, around the, yeah. wrap it around the cake. 
smooth it yep. a bit, put it in the fridge, leave it to set for like 20 minutes, half an hour, and then smooth yep. it again so it's really nice and smooth and then um, unpeel the baking paper. Cool. And that gives Ooh, you quite a nice swirl. Really well. Yeah, it does. Because you, when you're spreading it onto the baking paper, you don't really need to spread it. You can kind of dollop a bit. So you really do get a good good oh, pattern on it. Yeah. You're not getting rid of that pattern by sort of smoothing with a scraper. Yeah, yeah. And and was that was that the same process with the top? Or did you then just dollop it on the top and you just... Uh, no, you could do the same with the top. But I left the top plain. I left the top white. Okay. Yeah. And then sort of decorated the side. I added some little... Um, like the sugar pearls and that sort of thing, just to look a bit like spray from the waves and stuff. But it looks really nice, oh, even cool. if you don't make the sides meet. If you make the sides so they kind of taper off, it looks a bit jaggedy. Yeah. It looks quite cool like that. So it is quite a good effect. Um, I mean, obviously you can layer up and have that as your background or all sorts of things. So I've done that. I've tried tried palette knife painting. Didn't really get on with it. I've got to be honest. Or rather, it's not I didn't get on with it. I just didn't like anything I made. And I couldn't see me using anything I made. So I was like, this is not my style. It's not something that yeah. I would that I would want yeah. to provide for anyone. You've sent me your pictures of palette knife painting. How did you find it? Well, I can't say that it's it's not gonna be my thing. Okay. But I actually I actually found it really relaxing to me because okay, so A, I wasn't under pressure to do it for an order. Yeah. Um B, I was so so this all originated from Oh, is it before Christmas? I can't remember. So I just wanted to have a go because I'd yeah. never done it before. So I um, paid for a class. Uh, it was an online class, but it was pre-recorded with Queen of Hearts Couture Cakes. And oh, yeah. because I'd not done anything, anything before, I just wanted to go for the basic, no pressure, nothing. And it was just for me to have a play. That's all mm. it is. Um, so everything that's on that cake is literally just me playing and seeing what what I can do. What I kind of have realised though, I'm much more comfortable just piping <laughs> than I am palette knife painting. Yeah, that's what I hadn't really got the hang of was I could do one shape, but as soon as it came to like layering stuff up, I was just destroying what I'd made and it was just getting worse and worse the more petals I tried to add. So I would go on and I would start doing it, but then I would go back in again. And maybe yeah. that's what you shouldn't do. Yeah, that's the point at which I was ruining mine as well was going back in. But then there's a yeah. point where you kind of have to, like if you're doing a flower, you've got to put the last petal on it and that's the one that was ruining it. I found it harder to do the roses where yeah. there are several colours and you just go in with the palette knife and you swirl it. Part of part of the problem that I had was all of my uh, smaller palette knives are down the garage still with all uh, the okay. stuff that I've got. So I was doing it with just, uh, um, I had two palette knives. I had a cranked normal palette knife so the, the where the blade was all the same length. Yeah. And then I had one that was tapered down to a narrow point. Now, a lot of the, um, like, the palette knife painting is uh, people use, like, the art sets. Yeah, so I've got some of them. I've got some of them, and the blades are very different. So you can get the plastic ones that are solid, or you can get the metal ones. The metal ones have got a lot of give to them, so they're, like, for oil painting, that sort of thing. I do have some, but they're in the garage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't quite have the right tools that I might have you know I might have got a bit of finish but even I I mean I can say that as much as I like it's not going to be something that I do but I did find it quite therapeutic yeah maybe it's a little experiment with it the only thing that I find annoying about this is the amount of colors you have to mix up before you can start that's the bit I find Uh, quite like oh god like and then you use so little of it I'm like I've got all this left now what am I gonna do (laughs) <laughs> yeah well I did only do like a teaspoonful okay. of each colour I think that's probably the right move bag. yeah 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 and and I also wanted to try their take on buttercream yeah I've uh, done that before so slightly different I've made that yeah. before and it's nice isn't it it is nice and it does crust over nicely yeah I've made their buttercream the queen of hearts buttercream recipe and I really liked that but I've also done one of their classes very briefly at cake international one year um they do their on stand classes and I went straight to their stand I was like you doing workshops and she was like yeah eight pounds for an hour I was like perfect that's that's a bargain if ever there was one 
I mean, it was yeah. good for years ago. Good for years yeah. ago. And we piped, I want to say, six cupcakes with the flowers. Oh, right, yeah. So that was yeah. good. And I've done that since. And I've got the Buttercream Flowers book. And I've enjoyed that. I've also got the buttercream, the buttercream, the cupcake dummies, like the little pretend plastic yeah. cupcakes to sort of practice on. Yep. But I find them quite hard because they're very top heavy once they're decorated. Oh, okay. they're, they're hollow plastic, so there is no weight in the bottom of them. And all of a sudden they've got this like mound of buttercream on the top. They just want to fall over. So maybe they're not great for practicing or maybe you really should just bake and then freeze most of the ones that you don't, you know, don't want to use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy the piping flowers and I think there's some really nice stuff in their book that's not just flowers. There's, I'm just sort of flicking mm. through. Um, they've got all the usual sort of, you know, irises, cornflowers, chrysanthemums, but they've got some more unusual things like sunflowers and gladioli and a, what's that? Bush lily, which kind of looks like berries and leaves. Um, oh, right, and yeah. all sorts of things but I did enjoy the, the spiky flowers. I enjoy more so than the rose type ones. I think they're quite okay, enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ones that are like the pom-pom dahlias, that sort of thing. Every time I try and do piped flowers, they always end up as a different flower than what I started out with. Yeah, I don't think you can be too, like, it's going to look exactly like this. You kind of get what you get, don't you? Yeah. But I find that more enjoyable than the palette knife painting. Well, I think I started doing um, roses on, on cupcakes for my mum one year, and they ended up looking like ranunculars. <laughs> Yeah, just not what you thought you were going to get. No, but it was fine. It was fine. They were good. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's all right to do it like that because yeah. mum didn't know what she was getting and no. there's no pressure. Perfect kind of cake is the one that's a present because they can have whatever they want. Like, whatever you want to make, they get. Like <laughs> Exactly. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> no one's any the wiser. Have you tried the palette knife painting that's more abstract rather than flowers that's sort of the lines and more, you know, bit? No, but as I said, I have a gap left. <laughs> Try it because I enjoyed that. I found that really fun. Oh, okay. Oh, I've tried ombre effect buttercream as well. Like, you know, you pipe the oh, swirls around and then kind of drag them together. Yeah. But I didn't have at the yeah. time, I didn't have a big enough nozzle and I didn't. I didn't have a big enough piping bag, so I used my palette knife to put it on and then scraped it all together, which didn't yeah. really work quite the same. I think you really do just need to be able to pipe it on. Yeah. Have you seen the buttercream that you can like roll out and use as like fondant? No, I haven't. Tell there me is more. a there is a rolled buttercream that you can do. So you can kind of roll it and model with it and like cut shapes out of it. And what's what's in it, do you know? Okay, it's an American recipe. So we oh, have... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got golden syrup in it. Yeah. Light corn syrup, shortening, salt, vanilla extract, sugar. Right. So it kind of mixes to like a stiff dough consistency. Now, I wonder what that is like. I would Another imagine... on the to-do list. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure why you'd want to use that necessarily over just buying sugar paste. I'm not sure what it could do that sugar paste couldn't unless you'd been specifically told or maybe for competition where it's like a buttercream competition and you can't use sugar paste in the competition or that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, looking at some images where people have used used it, I mean, I don't. I wonder how pliable it is and how much you could sit and, you know, make sharp edges yeah. things. And I imagine that it would... Um, crack quite easily yeah. I can't see it well, being it, that smooth yeah I mean I, they look it looks like quite uh, I don't say basic but you rustic. know as a basic covering <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's a good word <laughs> a rustic covering <laughs> yeah yeah have you got any books on buttercream do you know what I have the only one I have got is the queen of hearts one is that um, the buttercream but bible it is the buttercream bible yes i have that right by me right now do you um yeah. i don't <laughs> well i actually think it's a really really good book in terms of teaching you different techniques it's pretty sorry i'm doing this right in front of the microphone you're probably getting loads of noise i'll try and angle myself differently can't be, can't be any more than the tortoise <laughs> you wait and see when you're editing <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a pretty good um rundown of all the different techniques and i particularly like their buttercream transfers section yes because they do a really beautiful rose on there which looks fantastic um yes. 
Yeah, I think it's it shows you just what can be done, and obviously it gives you a technique more so than it gives you designs. Obviously, there are designs, yeah. but you'd want to do your own. But they teach it in a way that means you can take it forwards and figure out your own stuff. I quite like the transfers. Is that what they put in the freezer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and like where you can do um, all the pipe flowers and stuff, and yeah, shove those in the freezer. And pit. that's what I like about um, things like that is that they you're not putting them directly on your cake so you can work off the cake yeah it hasn't got to be perfect hasn't got to be perfect first time you've got time to get it right and play with it a bit yeah I like those kind of things yeah (laughs) I've got to say I think the piped flowers are my favorite in terms of the buttercream looks I think they're the ones that look the nicest Talking of talking of uh, pipe flowers, have you ever used the nifty nozzles? Yes, so I did that as part of a demo. Um, not the nifty nozzles. I used the Russian nozzle ones, the yeah. ones that pipe the roses and that sort of thing. You need yeah. to touch them, actually touch them down before you start using them. There is a technique mm. to using them, and if you don't have a technique right, you just get a blob. Yes, I did spend a lot of time uh, in the shop. Well, not a lot of time, but five minutes when I had <laughs> uh, in the shop trying to have a go with the with the nozzles. And for whatever reason, I was having a real faff with them. Mm. Um, and I think it was the touching down with them that I wasn't, um, that yeah. wasn't doing. So, yeah, I, I do want to have another go. Actually, 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 as I've still got some buttercream Maybe over, that's what you can do I on the might. top. I might just have another go with them. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? Do your paint knife wow. painting on the sides and your Russian nozzles on the top. Yeah, that would be good. Do you know, this takes me back to doing um, my PME. <laughs> um, <laughs> my back PME to school. Because, yeah, because you, you know, you use a section of the cake for doing one technique and then section of the cake for doing another technique. And <laughs> so, yeah, that, maybe that's what I'll do. Well, yes, I've I'm kind of we spoke about those. Kind of done that for my demo. So where I've done my demo pieces, I did them on round cakes. So I thought that's what I would normally decorate on. But actually, when it comes to showing it, I was like, how many dummies do I want to have covered? I'm, I'm not doing this. So I've covered yeah. a cube, so I can do four different things on one dummy, potentially a fifth on my top. Yeah. <laughs> and then Excellent. my genius, my stroke of genius, I didn't have any more square dummies, but I did have a square separator. So I've covered that, and I'm going to stand that on its side. <laughs> And have two different one thing on one side and one thing on the other, so that can be another display Excellent. piece. It's not a not a full cake, if you like. Excellent. Not the full Excellent. ticket. <laughs> no, <laughs> but sometimes needs must, don't they? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> how many dummies do I want to have covered? Because I've already got four for one demonstration, and I'm going to be making these things as I go along. It's like this is getting out of hand. This is way too yeah. much stuff. So I need to rein it in and be less. I've already done my yeah. one of my round dummies. I scored down the centre and I've got one thing on one side and one thing on another. So I've got a half and half. Excellent. So I thought you're only going to yeah. see half of it at once, aren't you? It doesn't need to go all the way around. Well, exactly. No, um, no. So yeah, square. Square is my next, like, yeah, I can get four things on, <laughs> five things on one, one dummy, let alone two. <laughs> You'll have to get a hexagonal dummy. <laughs> I do hexagonal but tall. <laughs> yeah, just think. Oh, yeah, just think the panels you've got there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm trying to be trying to be sort of slim it down on the off chance that I would need to bring this with me on one occasion somewhere and not be doing this from home. So, oh uh, yeah, okay. So you definitely you definitely need. <laughs> yeah, as it stands, it would not work out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it sounds good though. Maybe you could attach uh, cake cards or something. Yeah, I was considering that, but I think if it's buttercream, you're going to have to handle it too much, aren't you? True. True. So I feel I feel like it has to be something that's part of the the shape already. Oh yeah. So I'm just thinking of now. See, you've got me thinking now. Cake cards with a with a flower nail stuck to the back, and Mm. then they all rest at an angle. And then you only pick them up by the flower nail underneath. Yeah, but how do you pack them away? Yeah, I do, look, Erica. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I am a, to... I am a fan of the um, Ferrero Rocher trays because they stack very nicely, and you can get about four or five of them in a cake box. Oh, the, uh, endless. Yeah, endless ideas. But yeah, buttercream's not the greatest for trying to transport and not crush. No. Like, I was trying to find out big names in buttercream that were American, but I couldn't really find many. The only people that really came to mind was Queen of Hearts, which is Valerie 
and Christina. And also Eat Cake Be Merry, who's Liz Shim. Oh, okay. Um, she's an American woman who I've come across before and she, she seems to work pretty much exclusively in buttercream. There's some piped little dog faces, some flowers. She's done um, a lot, some really pretty things that really you would just do in royal icing if you weren't a buttercream person. Um but yeah, she works pretty much exclusively in buttercream and it's also like the Queen of Hearts girls, um, quite modern in her approach. She's not she's not sort of eighties yeah. basket weave, flounces, that sort of style. Um because I'm sure there must be. There must be big names who do, do that style and I just can't think of any. Well there is the petite pudding. Oh yes, yes. That that does all those lovely dots. Yes. Was it pointillism? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Am I on the right track? You are indeed. Um, yeah, phew. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I think. Yes, it was, yes. Sean Amy Petit. Yes. Who was one of our ones to watch. Was indeed. I think it's just that we're in the wrong country and these people are not on our radar rather than they don't exist because there are very few, yeah, there are very few established decorators like who've been around for years that I can think yeah. of that work exclusively in buttercream and there must be them because like this has been used since like a lot since the 70s like that's 50 well, yeah. odd years of decorating isn't must it be a there few must be since people. 1655 there must be at least a couple <laughs> 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 and I think part of it is having like I know how my colors work in my sugar paste so I'll look at something and be like oh that's that blue that I need to use or that's that green that I need to use I don't have that with buttercream I have no concept yeah. of how my colours will come out, which I think makes me take that much longer yeah. mixing it all up. So I guess maybe what yeah. I really need to do to make me use it more is to do some kind of sample board and be like, right, this is this colour, yeah. this is a little bit of this colour, this is this colour, this is this colour. So you've got something to refer back yeah. to when you want to, you know, to, to make well, stuff. Well, and the other and the other thing that could throw a spanner in the works for, um, for buttercream mm. is that well, the French have now... And E171, haven't they? Titanium oh, yes. dioxide. Yes. So that could potentially come over here, um, and then we would not be able to use the classic whitener that yeah. we use that will give us a better colour on buttercream. Yeah. So that could be, I mean, that could be an issue, and that's kind could, of what it is. But it also depends what you want to do with it, because obviously a yellow base for a green is not so much an issue. No. There's going to be some colours more so than others that that affects. Yeah, yeah. And it would be typical that it's the one that you want. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's probably going to be a case of watch this. But I'm sure, I'm sure that's why, and it would digress, I'm sure that's why it's been difficult to get hold of Wilton Whitener for the Quite last possibly, year. Quite possibly, yeah. And I would have thought um, now as well, what with um, Brexit, we are going to see, particularly in the UK, um, some products just not be available over here anymore because of the VAT yeah. rules that now apply. So the providers, the people who are making the products and selling them have to be VAT yeah. registered and they have to have a lot of paperwork and pay a lot of costs up front, which would normally be mm. done by uh, by the con- by the consumer. Um, if you're a very small business, like as in if you're not yeah. something like PME or you know something of that level, it could be enough yeah. to put you out of business. So a lot of smaller businesses just won't bother because it's just too expensive. Oh, well, we'll have to watch this space. Yeah. So, shall we move on to our ones to watch? Yes. Yes, let's. Who have you found, Erica? I'm excited I... by this. Because <laughs> you know who it is already. I don't. <laughs> I, this month, I am having Malik Bins. So his Instagram account is all one word, which is frosted by Malik Bins. That's F-R-O-S-T-E-D-B-Y-M-A-L-E-K-B-I-N-N-S. He's a 23-year-old who lives in Houston, and his bio says, Cakes, cookies, comedy, plus more. When you're a downy, eat a brownie. (laughs) Um, He he has an incredible 20.6 thousand followers. So you may have already heard of him. (laughs) But... I was debating whether to have him or not because actually the reason that I love him is not so much for his his work, it's for his personality and all his videos that he posts. So he's got a kind of TikTok approach to uh, his Instagram and a lot of his videos are shared from TikTok. 
And they are little comedy sketches that are kind of baking and cake decorating and business inspired. Um, He also does do really nicely painted and decorated cookies mostly. He does some cakes and they're nice and he's good at them. But he's incredibly good at comedy and that's the bit that I really enjoy. And I think it kind of breaks up that sort of cake, 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 cake. You get a real sense of his personality and he's really fun and really quite funny and quite inspired. I am so pleased you introduced me to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sam didn't know who he was until today and I was trying to send her some videos and she was just giggling away to herself. I've fallen in love with him. (laughs) Yeah, they are sort of TikTok length. So we're talking like a 30 second video. They're not, you know, long concentrate hard comedy sketches they are they are short things so it's um little sketches about like getting deliveries from different delivery companies or people not <laughs> wanting to give you their deposit or your family wanting discounts and then suddenly not being interested when they don't have one um all that oh, sort of thing fantastic yeah fantastic. he he is really fun and really inspiring and he's only 23 and he's got a very successful little business by the looks of things um he also does quite a lot on his instagram stories where he'll inspire people to work on their business skills and all that sort of thing so he's using his um platform for for some good for everyone as well as just entertaining us but he's got a very good sense of humor he's got some nice cookie skills um i think because he's so well known as well, he has appeared on a number of American um, like online events they have. Okay. And yeah. he would either host or be a guest on them. So there's like Baker's quarantine talks that he's been on and that sort of thing. But his his paintings and sketchings actually really, really good. And because he is that bit younger, he's kind of more on trend on terms of the people that he's sketching and, you know, that sort of thing. The subject his matter audience design. as well. I mean, yeah, you know, using TikTok, I would never clue. But you know, he he uses it to such good advantage, and it's just it just brings a smile to your face. I love it. Yeah, I always I always enjoy his posts. And if you scroll down a bit further, he did start off doing more cake, but um, I think yeah. now it's kind of a mixture of the two, and I think it works really really well. Oh, he's also got a book by the looks of things because he has got a um, a highlight thing for my, for my book. So he's got a book called Celebrate Baking or Celebrate with Baking: Sweets and Treats for Every Special Occasion. Glad I'm glad you chose him. <laughs> <laughs> so who have you got, Sam? Well, my one to watch, um, and I'm sure that many many people have heard of her is Emily Hankins. Oh yes. Uh, so. Her Instagram is Emily Hankins Cakes. And yeah, she, yeah, she's she's only got a mere 24,000, 24 and a half thousand followers. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so she is based in a lovely part of the world down in Cornwall. And I just uh, just love her her painting skills and I've watched so many now and she does uh, she does things through squires a lot mm. um and posts a lot of her um beautiful flowers that she's that she's done um there's one currently on here is um a chrysanthemum i think it, it's a flat it, you, you it looks real it, doesn't it's it cut out and it yeah just amazing i actually and thought 3D work i actually thought from a yeah. little thumbnail that it was a 3d i was like oh oh no it's flat I know that's what makes it so amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, she's actually got she's got a bowl of strawberries as well, and they're all flat. Oh well. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just don't look it. Um. So so all of her work. I mean, she's got this beautiful apron. She's she's done, which I think we mentioned earlier yeah. in the year, and oh, just she doesn't just stop at flowers though either. She's got a parrot on here. Yeah. She's got a very beautiful style. It's it's almost Absolutely. Kath Kidston, but in different. It's not because it's like a different color palette. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and she's so nice to watch on online as well. She's got a really um, nice manner. She has. She's lovely. She or she also has a really a lovely newsletter as well. Oh, okay. She's just started that comes out, and she's doing a flower of the month. She talks about the history of the flower and everything and it's beautiful oh wow it's all beautifully done there's a i've scrolled down quite a bit she's got a really i I love foliage she's got a really stunning yes stunning one of just foliage it's all green i absolutely love it it's a four-tier wedding cake five-tier yeah beautiful but she's got yeah she's it's all so tasteful and so detailed Mm. 
yeah and she's and she's changed it to lots of different mediums so it looks like she started painting on cakes originally yeah um and then she's she's done some cookies and and now she's taken to cutting out the pieces of icing and decorating them absolutely stunning see that's what I think I would be more inclined to try is something that I could cut out and stick on because like like we were saying with the buttercream you're not ruining your cake if it goes wrong no and she does classes as well doesn't she Mm, yeah Mm. are they all through squires or is she doing her own ones now Um, I'm not entirely sure to be honest I think she's done stuff online since we since everything's been on lockdown. Yeah, by herself, which hopefully that may continue. Oh, yes, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. Mind you, saying that there's nothing like being in person with people teaching you. There's not, but also if you don't live anywhere near that person, it opens up possibilities oh, that yeah, it could save you a small fortune and it could make it more accessible. Even if you are close enough, if you just don't have the time to go get there and get back, it just makes it. A lot more manageable. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at her classes, actually. Um, hang on. Let me just have a quick squeeze here. I think she's got some more dates will be added throughout the year. So she's so she's obviously putting some on. She's also got yeah. paintbrushes as well, hasn't she? Yeah. So you can oh, yes. subscribe to her newsletter. Um, yeah. I think a lot of this is last year. She was obviously hoping to go to the UK Chocolate Academy <laughs> this month. I think that might be out. Um, she holds one-to-one classes in her studio in Turo. Prices start at two nine five for a full day. Actually, for one to one class, I don't think that's that's not bad for one to one, is it? Yeah, that's it's quite not reasonable. At all. So anyway, that's Emily Hankins. Uh, she's on Instagram and she's got her website, uh, which is emilyhankins.co.uk. Go find her mm, and go and find Frosted by Malik Bins as well. If you need a bit of something to, light entertainment to cheer you up at the minute, <laughs> <laughs> which we could all do with right now. Let's be fair. Oh, I'll be following him. I'll be following him. <laughs> Right, well, I think that's it for um, for this month, isn't it? We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends that we're here and we'd love to have them come listen along with us. Uh, we will list all the things in the show notes below. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies. We'll be back on the 14th of April talking about competitions. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.